Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Scott and Carl Show. We're here to tackle all of the interesting topics of the day, which is basically just your COVID updates. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> the California, Texas opinions of uh, all things COVID-related discussed by high school classmates and friends 20 years after graduation, reunited at last. And it feels so good. <laughs> Carl's got his dip in his mouth, ready to uh, give us the Texas perspective. Hi, did you see my koozie? What in the world are you doing with an Aggie koozie? I told you that I'm marrying a bunch into a family of a bunch of Aggies. Oh, I forgot about that. Well, you saw they're going to get to play each other again. Oh, and I'm stoked. I'm so I, excited. I don't think Ag. I don't think A&M was very excited. Well, I think everybody outside of the powers that be that run that university are excited. I mean, the yeah. players want it. The fans want it. I mean, their whole claim to fame, though, was it's the Texas school that if you want to play in the SEC and be in Texas, you have to go to A&M. And that was like how they sold themselves. And now, now you can go to Texas. Now Texas they're gonna, and they're going to be back to being the little brother. <laughs> They're ranked pretty high in the preseason, but I would love to see uh, Texas play them just because Texas always plays above their ranking whenever they're playing a rival, it seems like. Right. Well, and I'm, I'm not buying too much into this ranking. Uh, obviously, it's going on last year the way it ended. And A&M did what? They lost one game. But if you look at their schedule, I mean, they joined the SEC – and they have an SEC schedule. Sure, conference play is tough, but it's a bunch of cupcakes outside of that. So, yeah, I mean, you're just – I don't know. I, I like the way Texas does it. You know, prior to joining the SEC, I think in two years, Texas had Alabama schedule. So why not schedule these more difficult games versus just trying to pad your stats? And It's just – it's done. But, yeah, coming in with an unproven quarterback – I don't see them holding on to that number six ranking for too long. Yeah. And Texas coming in at like 22 or something in the barely, barely in the it, top 25, but I'm ready. You know, who knows? And I'm excited just to see what this new team looks like. Right. There, there will be some growing pains. Uh, I mean, you, there are as also as well coming in with an unproven quarterback, but I think their, their options are a li little better than what's down in college station. Yeah, it was it. It wasn't Hudson Card. Who was the guy that that went in briefly in the bowl game and looked really good? Casey Thompson. Casey Thompson, man, I'd say yes. he looked pretty proven. And that that's who I'm pulling for. Everything that I'm reading looks like they're probably going to go with the Hudson Card kid. Oh, I don't know. I would love to see some more field time because there's something you can't simulate. The way you play in practice isn't always the way you play in a game. And absolutely, Casey Thompson looked really good and. A big bowl game, but anyway, this is not just sports talk. Carl, what what's on your mind uh, in the news? Well, I, I I need a news update. What are or if any mandates are going on in your neck of the woods at the moment? We've got our mask mandate for vaccinated and unvaccinated people because we found out when you repeal the mask mandate for vaccinated people unvaccinated people take their mask off too <laughs> it basically just means everybody takes it off so now we're all wearing it again and uh, our numbers are going up a little bit but it's nothing like some other areas i'm feeling like 
Texas? Yeah, well, Texas and Florida, Florida much more so. I was looking at their numbers and they, they just got 200 ventilators sent from Biden, sent them over to Texas or to, to Florida. Well, I read earlier that Texas only has, I want to say it's like 360 available beds of the whole state in ICU right now. That was one of the articles that uh, that I put in our little um, show notes. Austin has now two ICU beds available in that area um, and then two beds available in Dallas. Well, I know Austin has gone back to bars and restaurants under the mask mandate, which is going to piss Abbott off. But Well, that's what's crazy is Abbott made a law that you can't have mask mandates. So all of this, you know, every community freedom from, you know, handle it yourself. That went out the window when it wasn't what what Abbott wanted. So, oh, absolutely. He's not he doesn't want to allow them to dictate what they do in their own community. Right. Which, you know, I know like you got ACL Fest coming up at the end of next month. Uh, Stevie Nicks has already pulled out of it. So it wouldn't surprise me again to see that just get canceled altogether, which we we were in Austin this past weekend at a music fest. You know, there were there were no mandates there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know legally what Austin can do if the governor says you cannot require masks. I think it just in my it just boils down to each individual business. If they want to enforce it, then in my opinion, they should have every right to enforce it. And if you don't want a mask mandate and it's your business, then don't have one. Yeah. And I mean, well, that if you could have just uh, every business on its own island, I could see that working. But it's like one person walks into this business and the next business across the street and you're just all dealing with the same people anyway. So it's going to spread if that's the case. I've, oh. I called up I called up my gym because the city council, LA city council just started talking about um, requiring uh, vaccines if you're going to go to indoor bars or gyms, you know, only the vaccinated are allowed to have these amenities. And I called my gym and I said, Hey, how close are we to this? Because I am a hundred percent for it. I would love to go work out at Gold's again, knowing that everybody here has been vaccinated, whether we're wearing masks or not, you know? Right. Well, and, and I know a lot of venues are required vaccines to get in i know the food fighters have some backlash because the venues they're playing are requiring proof of vaccination uh the offspring their drummer just backed out of there i mean you know offspring's been together since we were kids their drummer had to pull out of this tour because he because of his health condition cannot get vaccinated so he can't join them on tour i saw that he got fired because he refused to get vaccinated was he unable to get vaccinated uh, that's what I've read. Something about he suffers from some condition. And I didn't think that we would bring that up or what well, now right here. It says two days ago that the offspring dumped him for refusing it. Yeah. Yeah. Offspring drummer says he's been booted from band for not getting vaccinated is the variety headline. So I don't think he had a health condition. I think he just didn't want to get vaccinated. Well, it says right here, Pete Peretta said a doctor has had advised him not to have the jab because he has a rare autoimmune disorder. It doesn't say what it is. It just says a rare autoimmune disorder. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess that's a conversation that the band had with him. I'm not sure he sought out a doctor that would write that note for him. 
It's, what? It's very possible. Um, yeah, there were plenty of uh, got to keep them vaccinated uh, lines going around Twitter. Well, and you get that pun, right? Well, yes. the song we grew up with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got to keep it light. <laughs> well, and you're getting a lot of backlash from the, the ones that are already anti-vax with the people that have been vaccinated contracting COVID. Well, what's the point of getting the vaccine if you're still able to catch COVID? But what they're not realizing is your symptoms are much less, much more mild than not being vaccinated and getting COVID. And to me, this is the problem with all the misinformation out there is you get people say saying that and making it sound like, well, the vaccines don't work. And it's like, oh, let's have some actual statistics in front of you. Like if you have the vaccine, you're eight times less likely to actually catch it at all. Like if you do catch it, you are just as likely to spread it as an unvaccinated person. Sure. Much, much less likely to catch it. But if you do have it and I'm, you know, so me, a vaccinated person, if I got it, I'm walking around without a mask, I can spread it just as much as an unvaccinated person. So that that's why I don't have a problem as much being told to wear a mask again. I really wish we could just get rid of it. <laughs> but apparently we, well, love that, co- we love COVID in this country. We're going to keep it as long as we possibly can. Well, that that's a different tune than you were singing two weeks ago when we spoke. Oh, I know. Two weeks ago, I was like, if you're vaccinated, no mask necessary. But I'll I'll change my mind if it turns out I, you know, I could be a super spreader too. Um, if everybody else was vaccinated around me, I wouldn't be as worried to spread it to them because they wouldn't have any problem. Um, right. Oh, and yeah, and if you're if you catch it, you're 25 times less likely to have to go to the hospital if you're vaccinated. So I mean, you're eight times less likely to catch it at all. And if you do get it, you're 25 times less likely to have any serious health complications. So to me, that is a vaccine that is working amazingly well. Oh, absolutely. And I just wish that it didn't become a partisan issue. It's just like, it's a miracle that we have them. And I can't believe that we can't just be done with COVID. Well, and I, I think a lot of people are, well, I don't ever get the flu vaccine because I get I get it, then I get the flu. I'm just like. You know, I just, I don't understand the way a lot of these folks think. Yeah, yeah. And Corinne doesn't get the flu vaccine. I get it every year, but she doesn't I, get I mean, you haven't only, had it in years. But. Yeah, I mean, like, people bring up how many people die from the flu every year because at the beginning of this, our president was saying, this is basically the flu. Look at all the flu deaths you get every year. And... This is sort of like made me aware of a lot of people do die of the flu every year, not nearly as many as COVID, but you know, if getting a shot reduces the number of deaths, sure, I don't know. So basically me as a vaccinated person is just as likely to die from COVID as I would be just the regular flu. Which or is out of a car. Oh, what what is the well, I feel like I, car car deaths are much lower. Well, I don't know what no, I think are. I think they're probably much higher. Yeah. <laughs> Depends how you drive. Well, you, you haven't been in a vehicle with me. In Depends a on, on your type of car. <laughs> That's true. But they won't let me drive my tank around town. Yeah, I think you're pretty safe in your tank. <laughs> but if you're driving a sports car around, I think your uh, your numbers go up a little bit. Yeah, I'd, I'd kill myself just getting in and out of those things. They're too close to the ground. And the color of Which, it probably affects it. If you have a red car, I think you're statistically more likely to go fast. 
I've always heard that if you have a red vehicle, you're more likely to get pulled over as well. Well, that probably goes hand in hand. That's what I was about to say. It probably matches up there. There's a reason for that. I do. Like, we have a black one. When I'm on the highway, I like, I always see people slow down when they see me because, you know, state troopers are black and white here. Mm-hmm. Just like, people, I'm not a cop. Speed. I don't care. I'm speeding. Well, we were just talking about misinformation and the second link. Um, I don't know if you saw that YouTube suspends Rand Paul after misleading video on masks. And this is a situation where I think this is like a perfect, just like example of the problem that we have where Rand Paul isn't going to lose any followers by getting banned from YouTube. If anything, it's going to make him more popular because his followers don't care that he's lying about masks. I don't know what it is when there's no repercussions. I don't like, I don't know. They, they, they believe him. They think that YouTube is banning him for speaking the truth. How like, and in their, yes, in their minds, that's what they think. So how do you combat that though? Like if you take, if you leave them up and you leave all the videos up of people saying masks don't work and vaccines don't work, then they all justify each other. They're like, well, I, of course I believe it. Look, if he said it, he said it, he said it. Look at all these people saying it. And then if you take them down, then they say, well, here's an example of my freedom of speech being trampled on. Uh, How dare you? And they get louder that way too. Well, here's an idea. Let's bring back concentration camps. And if you're not vaccinated, that's where you get to go live. (laughs) Just an idea. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, not the official position of the show. No, but I mean, I, I think they need to take volunteers out of that anti-vax, anti-mask group. Let's put them all together and see how long they survive. That is like would, some dystopian stuff. Well, <laughs> well, and see how long it would take them to change their mind. You look at the link, the article that you sent me just the other day about Lamar Jackson. He just got diagnosed for the second time. Now he's leaning towards getting vaccinated. Maybe. He said he wouldn't commit to it. (laughs) (laughs) And eight months from now, he'll get it again. And I have no idea how many people he spread it to in his multiple infections. Well, I know there's a lot of NFL players that are upset with the NFL protocols about being vaccinated. And and I don't exactly know what their protocols are because – most of the stuff the NFL does is just idiotic anyway. So I don't understand what protocol would even be. How about just get it? Is that the protocol? That seems like a pretty simple protocol. Well, I mean, I think, sure, maybe they should do that. It's a mandate. If you want to play in this league, you get vaccinated. Supposedly like the- you're tra- traveling to a foreign country. There's certain vaccines that you have to get before you can go over there. You know? Yeah, if you're going to school, you've had to get vaccines for years, and all of a sudden we're throwing a fit over right. vaccines. And, and the NFL is, yes, these these guys that are part of that league have worked their entire lives to get there, but it's a privilege playing that league. You're making millions of dollars playing that league. If they tell you you have to get vaccinated, you should have to get vaccinated, but they don't need to be so soft when hitting quarterbacks and wide receivers. Uh, yeah, that's for another show. <laughs> but I will say, as we shift to sports, the Rams are supposedly, quote unquote, really close to 100% vaccination rate among players. 
according to Sean McVay. Well, and that's because they're in Los Angeles and they'd like to go out and do stuff. So would I. <laughs> you would probably get it regardless of the team, though. Probably. I mean, I have it. Just like and I, we haven't talked, uh, Vegas for the Bastards party is out. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to Mexico. So if you want to go, we're vaccinated. Let's go. Going to Mexico, what, this summer? Uh, <laughs> the summer's over. <laughs> the end of September. End of September. Oh, that's coming up. Yeah, September 25th through the 29th. All right, we'll talk offline about that. Sounds good. We, we can't let everybody show up. Sure we can. We'll just tell them that we're staying at a different resort than what we're really where we're really going to be. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what else is... Uh... I mean, I'm sure Mexico would mind our millions of followers donating to their economy. Not at all. I don't know that our... I don't know how rich our followers are. They're... Well, we mainly decided it because it's cheaper. Yeah. I've never, I don't know, Mexican vacations. I haven't been to Mexico really, I would say, at all. So you tell, how much is a margarita there? Well, that's the thing. It's free. You stay at these resorts, you pay one price for your flight, your stay there, and all your meals and all your drinks are free. Now, if you venture outside of the resort going to town, it's not any cheaper than it is here because it's a tourist destination so they're still going to charge you but as long as you're at that resort everything's paid for so for one set price i mean all your food and it's like five-star restaurants and it's awesome so it incentivizes you to eat and drink as much as possible yes and no uh like they usually stop serving at like midnight as far as alcohol so from the time you wake up until midnight, yes, drink as much as you want or eat as much as you want. I don't, I don't need any, all, any more all you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just got my annual checkup and uh, the weight is fine. The body fat percentage is actually great, but the cholesterol, oh boy. Welcome to the club. That's what happens when you turn 40, Scott. <laughs> Mine happened when I turned 21. Cholesterol, really? Oh, I've been on blood pressure meds for 15, 20 years now. That's the thing is I have low blood pressure, but high cholesterol. Yeah, see, I have both. That's what I can blame my lethargic attitude on is my (laughs) low low blood pressure. I get get yelled at quite often about my blood pressure and not taking my meds. Yes, I took them today. See, didn't yell at. No, that just sounded like a friendly reminder. (laughs) For those, from those who care. Yeah. Um, what else? Well, no, and, and go back to how I started this off asking you about y'all's mandates is Marissa had brought up wonder what's going on out there because we normally take a trip for our birthday. She said, well, maybe we can go out there for a weekend and see Scott. But I didn't mm-hmm. know what y'all's protocols were. Oh, let's see. We've got, we have a mask, like I said, um, and... Yeah, I mean, we're both vaccinated. Obviously, we still have to wear a mask, but can you still go out and eat? I mean, will Butch Vig still let me come to his house? I forgot that Butch Vig lives out here, and you want to go visit him. You might yes. want to set that up before you arrive. Don't just arrive at his, at his I'm, door. It's, it's going to be a surprise. Mm-hmm. He hey, loves Butch, us. remember me? 
No, I'm part of, I'm part of the reason you're as wealthy as you are. <laughs> I bought one of those albums. Small part. Which ones did he? As far as just what? Never mind. And I think Butch Vig just did Never Mind, and then just Never Mind. Albini, Steve Albini did in Euro, in Euro. Then yeah. So, but you know, there's a lot of those folks like that that I haven't seen in a while that would be surprised if I just showed up and knocked on their door. In LA. Yeah. How do you you and Butch Vig go back, huh? Oh, we go way back to 1991. Right after Nevermind was released, and I learned who he was. Okay, but he probably wouldn't recognize you. In a while. Okay. I mean, I haven't changed much since I was 11 years old, but. No, I think I think we both look exactly the same. I still don't have to shave. <laughs> I had to shave in high school. I still have to shave. I say, I'm, I'm to the point now about every week and a half I have to shave. It sucks. Yeah. Well, oh, I could tell you about the exciting adventure of uh, crossing the Canadian border. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. How, how's the, what's the difference in Canada? And but, but let's start with your story about getting across. Yeah, uh, technically, they could have turned did, me back. Did you have to swim? No, no, I, okay. I didn't uh, cross the Great Lakes. That would be tough. Or there's plenty of land where I probably I could have just walked over. But why not mm. swim? Yeah, I mean, makes sense. I, uh, I told my grandpa that I went up there and I had to go th- jump through all these hurdles and take a vaccine te- you know, test, prove my status to get in. And he said, yeah, it's not like the southern border. It's all open. And I, I was mean, like, well, my reaction was like, well, if I was flying from Mexico, I would have to do all the same stuff. You're just like, <laughs> he watches a lot of Fox News. So I think it goes <laughs> back to it's always about the border crisis. <clears throat> You know, and, and, and a lot of that talk down here has kind of died out. I mean, it's still, you see articles about it, but it's not, it doesn't seem like it's as much of a pressing issue as it was. Well, I noticed that uh, Greg Abbott and even Ron DeSantis over in Florida wants to blame illegal immigration for the COVID rates in their state. And Greg Abbott, uh, sure. He, whatever. He has a, yes, he has a better <laughs> time in Florida. <laughs> I mean, like, Florida border is nothing. <laughs> like you don't have a southern border. Hi, <laughs> if you can get on board, get on board. I guess. I don't know, but people applaud him for it. They're like, "Yeah, he's taking it to Biden." <laughs> Part of it is even like bad COVID numbers look bad for Biden, so we're going to help bad COVID numbers. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's a sad day when it becomes political. It's just, I don't know. Well, I mean, if I was a governor of Florida and I was telling school districts that I was going to defund them if they require masks in their schools while COVID is spiking in my state, like what else can I do but blame immigrants? That's the only other option I have because I'm sure not going to help him. Well, it's kind of like, oh, what's his name? I'm not a pervert. I'm Italian. <laughs> Cuomo. Yeah, I just like. <laughs> oh boy, we lost Como since our last show too. What did uh, you think of? Well, I I was curious what you know in like Republican or conservative circles the thought was there because they're watching a lot of you know allegations against a prominent Democrat and wondering. Okay, Democrats said 
Republicans should step down when they have lots of allegations. What are they going to do with Cuomo? They're not going to do anything. Oh, oh, they forced him out. And rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I mean, I thought he was an idiot. I think he is an idiot. I mean, and then for him to come out and use I'm Italian as my defense, he's watched way one too many episodes of The Sopranos. I can tell you that much. I mean, anybody that can get a lot, get away with it for this long is not, I wouldn't consider an idiot. I would say, wow, he has like a lot of power if you're able to keep this many people afraid to come out for this long. Um, well, yeah. you just. <laughs> the thing about it is, is people are afraid of losing their status, their position. They get up to a certain level and somebody above them can threaten that. Nine times out of 10, people are going to listen to that threat instead of doing the right thing and standing up against it. What do you think uh, with the Como situation now playing out? Does it make you look back at some of the other allegations against other prominent politicians differently? No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think you kind of have to look at each of them case by case. Uh, I don't know. Give me an example. Well, do you... I guess, do you think it's strange that the Democrats push out their own when they accumulate allegations and the Republicans don't? Yeah, I mean, I think both sides should, like I said, do what's considered the right thing. Uh, I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. If, if you're crooked, I don't want you in there. Or if you're preaching one thing and doing something different, you don't need to be in that position. I don't care if you're on my side or the other side. but. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody should be on board with doing it that way, whether they're Republicans and Republicans or Democrats and Democrats. But I guess, do you think it's strange that it is just Democrats holding their side accountable? Well, I'm hesitant to answer that because I'm I'm green on as far as give me an example of like a Republican being proven wrong, but still not being outed by other Republicans. I mean, so I'm thinking of, you know, Trump right off the bat with the dozens sure. and dozens. But, but look, at his vice, look at his vice president. He stood up against it. His He's vice Republican. President. Mike Pence? I mean, he went along with it for a little while, and then he got smart and was like, no, I'm not, I'm not following your lead. On sexual harassment? No. No. Oh. On, oh. on uh like the insurrection and the overturning oh. the, I'm just talking about scandals. Period. Not. Oh no, I, yeah, not I guess, nece- yeah, not necessarily sexual harassment. I'm thinking of just specifically in this arena because you know how when we talked about the insurrection, uh, I even sent you a headline that I was kind of curious of your thoughts about. We could get to later of um, him asking the attorney general to just say the election was rigged, and then he would quote unquote handle the rest, but. Just with sexual assault allegations, that was one thing early, early on, many scandals ago within the Trump presidency where it was like. Well, uh, and here's the deal, though. The, the key word that you, you just said was allegations. And I'm not talking about Trump specifically, but I think a lot of times people are quick to just jump on the allegation. And they're, they, people automatically assume they're guilty. If it can be proven that they're guilty, get them out of there. But just because it's an allegation, uh, he said, she said, I'm not buying it. But I think that's what Cuomo was. It was Cuomo started as an allegation, but then there was the pictures 
the explicit pictures that he was sending to females and all of that that came out. So there was proof that he was doing this stuff. Oh, there was a, uh, see, you might know more about this case than I do. I've just heard about the inappropriate touching. See, and I've heard about that. And then there were supposedly some uh, wiener pics that he was sending out. So that's eventually what got him busted and caught. Huh. But yeah, I mean, no. I don't know. And, and, and I think it's that way with a lot of things, not just with politicians and scandals, but you know, we're taught as, as children that you're innocent until proven guilty. And in this day and age of the internet, that's the furthest from the truth. You're in, I mean, you're guilty until you can prove your innocence. And then even when you can do that, you're still considered guilty because for however long this has been going on, everybody's throwing the target at you, 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 you did this, you did this. And all of a sudden you can prove that you didn't do it. But you still have all of those millions of people that, because they saw it on Facebook, you did it. Yeah, I agree. Facebook is not a great place to get your news. Uh, well, sadly, that's where the majority of Americans get their news. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess you could say that maybe Trump didn't do any of the things that all of the women are accusing him of. But. Well, I don't think that he didn't, but and we've kind of touched on it. And I'm not saying it, it's right that if he did all of that stuff, it's not, I'm not saying that it's right by any means to the past. And the thing about it is, is what frustrates me is one side can't let the other side's past be the past. But the minute something comes up in their past, oh, well, that was 25 years ago. People change, you know, so it's the pot calling the kettle black on both sides, in my opinion. Well, and I guess that's where I was getting to with the both sides. It does seem like Democrats hold their side accountable. Al Franken, well, I think of all those stuff that was in the past for Al Franken, that was barely any touching. And then we have like Bill Clinton has been pretty much sidelined in the Democratic Party based on the allegations over the time. And again, wasn't proven, but we have a pretty good idea that Bill Clinton was a kind of a creep to some women or kind of like very sexually forward and inappropriate with some women. Monica Lewinsky, it seemed like pretty inappropriate, but pretty consensual. But, you know, eh, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, right. With Trump's, you have like four times, five times as many allegations as you had with Clinton and Trump parading those women around like against Clinton was all it was pretty. Oh, of course, I'm getting a call on here. Uh, was pretty rich to see. <laughs> no, and I understand what you're saying. Uh, but again, I don't know. I have a problem with people coming forward 20 years after the fact when this person's running for office or they're up for Supreme Court or anything. I mean, if if it's bothered you that much, why didn't you come forward from the get-go? Well, the Supreme Court's a good, a good example. Um, if somebody does something to you in high school, you might just move on from it and say that was just something that happened. Uh, I'm not going to try and ruin this person's life or whatever, or I, they're not part of my life. Why, why make this a part of my life? Why not just let that night go and leave it? and not just have it be on my record and on his record for the rest of our lives. Then if he is up for the Supreme Court and a person who tried to, you know, supposedly tried to rape you is about to decide the fates of millions of Americans with his decisions. And you say, oh, I think he has pretty questionable judgment. 
based on an experience I had with him. Sure, uh, but but here's where I'm going to counter that. How long ago was that? Did he change in that amount? I, I mean, mean, he did. he he can make the case that I changed. Like I was a stupid kid, and here's where I've grown. Here's where I know what I've done was wrong. Right, and and I think the bottom line is, is these people, if if it is the truth and can be proven, just own up to it. Yeah, he decided and, not to. He decided. Uh, don't be, don't be like Bill Clinton when they were asking her about smoking marijuana. Oh, I didn't inhale. Bullshit. <laughs> I mean, at least W said, yeah, I did cocaine in college. Did he? Yes. In office, he said he did? Well, I think when he was on his campaign, he was in the office of governor of Texas, but he owned up to it. And I think that's the right thing to do. I mean, I could be wrong with that, but I'm pretty sure he did. Oh, he said that he, yeah, that he had used it in the past. You're right. Um <laughs> before for governor but yeah that um that's something that to me i would have i would have maybe been on kavanaugh's side if kavanaugh had come out and said yeah that was terrible i have learned so much from that experience it haunts me to this day um and i want to offer my deepest apology i was really drunk i was drunk a lot during those years and I've done a lot of regrettable things, and it's helped me grow and have more empathy for other people, which is why I think I would make a good judge. But no, right. he didn't do that at all. He basically <laughs> said, you're a liar. Um, right. And to this day, who's really telling the truth? Who knows? But I think when you when you do own it, your credibility increases, and you, you're going to garner more support from more people versus mm-hmm. just deny, 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 deny. But the thing about it is, is that's the reality that we live in, that we've lived in forever, because that's what always seems to work. We, and we say that, but not to keep going back to Trump, but we just went through an administration where the only tactic was deny, deny, deny. Whenever anybody accuses you of anything, it was always deny, and then make them go to such great lengths to prove that this is actually what happened. And then by that point, you say, yeah, 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 but it's not that big of a deal. And it's like, you just always throw in the denial first. Well, make, because make them work through the denial. And then when they work through the denial, then you re- then you come back with, yeah, okay, so I did do it, but it wasn't a big deal. Right. Because when, when you deny it, you're you're stretching the longevity of it. Well, when you start doing that, there's so much other stuff going on that it kind of gets put on the back burner just a little bit. So by the time it comes out, it's like, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. It's because nobody really gives a crap anymore. They're sick of hearing about it. And you've got all of this other stuff that's headline news. And they're still sort of like, oh, well, maybe he didn't do it because I remember he said he didn't do it. Right. So they're sick of hearing about it because they think it's a lie. Mm-hmm. They think you're attacking him with something that's not true. Well, and I, and I think a lot of people think like with what I was saying just now that why wait until now to come out with it? What What are you coming out with it now for? What do you want? Or you want money or you want fame or you want your 15 minutes in the spotlight? So that's a lot of people's mindsets. I mean, that's my mindset on a lot of it is, okay, like with Kavanaugh, that happened to you at a party, a frat party in college. First of all, frat party, yes, I can promise you he was probably shit. I think that, I think they're in prep school, high school age. Or, or high school. Yeah. I mean, God help us if I ever run for office and some of the stuff I did in high school comes out. I don't think you ever pinned a woman down and tried to remove her clothes. 
No, I never sexually assaulted anybody, but yeah. I got drunk on a regular basis. But see, this is my problem of what Kavanaugh did. I could he, have been sexually assaulted a time got, or two. I don't know. <laughs> he got up there and he said, I'm just like you. I drank a lot of beer. And, and if I'm going down, anybody here could go down for the stuff they did in high school. And I'm thinking, no, nobody I know, at least to my knowledge, did what you're accused of doing. Oh, so do I have a story for don't you? Don't try to like equate everybody because not everybody sexually assaults women. You know, it's not locker room talk when Trump got caught on the mic saying you can grope women. It's like, no, you can't. Don't lump me in with that. Right. No, and I absolutely agree with that. Uh, yeah, did everybody party? Yes. Did everybody try to sexually assault someone? No. Now, part of the thing that frustrates me, too, is, say, you have some of these women who, well, he tried to kiss me and I didn't want him to kiss me. Okay. How many times have you tried to kiss somebody and you got rejected? To me, that's not sexual assault. That's shooting your shot. You, Yeah, if you kept pressuring and forcing yourself, yes, that's sexual assault. But just because you tried to kiss somebody and they turn or shoot you down, okay. I know where I stand. And and obviously, it's never happened to me. But. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was some of the stuff that Cuomo went down for. It was very subtle touches here and there and suggestive conversations to where he was just letting them know, I'm interested, and also being their boss or being in a position of power. Well, that creates right. an uncomfortable work environment. Absolutely. And I've same places that don't allow coworkers to date. And, and I think that's a smart way to do it. And with him being their boss, whether he's interested in them or not, wait until you're out of office, then let them know. But at the same time, he was married. So, well, that's gone out the window. No, nobody cares about <laughs> infidelity anymore. Once, no, once the evangelical Christian signed on to a three time married guy who cheated on all of his wives, I like, I don't know. <laughs> they used to be the ones to care about that the most, and that's just gone. So, well, that went out the window when Billy Graham passed away. When did Billy Graham pass away? Uh, it's been a few years. Oh, I think it went out the window before that. No, we just need another Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Come on, no reaction on that one. I think about Ronald I think, Reagan. I think Reagan was a great president. We think about you know make America great again, which was a great slogan one that Ronald Reagan actually used. And what was the era that people are talking about? It was before well, Reagan. Yeah, they're talking about they Carter. Everybody hated Carter. Yeah, I mean, Carter, but I mean, with the era that was supposedly that we're going to go back to that was great, I think was about the 50s is what people the, are thinking. I, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with the 50s pre-Cold War. This was a time when the top tax rate, you know, the richest people in the country, the richest 1%, we're paying a 90% tax rate. We were funding the hell out of schools. We were funding the hell out of all public institutions. College was cheap. Um, we had a huge social safety net, you know? The middle, we, middle class just went boom. We had a wonderful, thriving greed, middle class. Greed took over. Well, there's, okay, uh, something into that. And I believe your boy Ronald Reagan has a lot to do with it when he just slashed all of those programs and slashed taxes and said, you know what? Every man for himself. Yeah. What I like about Reagan is 
<laughs> he he had like a huge he, set of balls on him. He wasn't afraid of Gorbachev. He he looked at him straight in the eye through that camera and said, take down this wall. He gave us George Bush, who I think was one of the classiest presidents we've ever had. George Sr. would be my number one Republican president during my lifetime. Uh, yes and no. Because even like, I don't think Desert Storm was a necessity. I think, I think we could have probably gone without that. Uh, but he handled it. I mean, he handled it the way that you want something like that to be handled. Sure, it was for oil. I mean, he's not my favorite president. I think he has a lot of flaws. And sure, he went in there and said, we need to save this oil. But he went in there and quickly got the job done and didn't say, I'm going to reinvent Iraq and somehow create a democracy when all, everybody here hates us. And after we blew up all of their towns and now all of a sudden we're going to we're going to be liberators. Uh, yeah, his son made a huge mistake in that region. And I thought George H.W. Bush uh, showed us how you should win a modern, quote unquote, war. Show up, do it, leave. Well, I'm not a fan of modern war anyways. I think we're all chicken shits these days. I like World War II, World War I, where you actually put men in a trench and shotguns at each other, not fly unmanned drones over them and drop bombs on them. Come on. Fight like a man. Well, if that's the case, I think China's going to take over the world. They have more man-to-man combat ability than any other country. If it's we're just a matter win, of time. If we're going to win, I think it's going to be technology that helps us. <laughs> well. Well, they're smarter than us, so we're going to lose that one. Well, I don't know. We, for the first, right now, we still have freedom on our side. We're not an authoritarian country, although we're really getting close. <laughs> we're, we're getting awfully close to it. The end times are near, my friend. Just saying. We have plagues. We have sexual demoralization. All we need is a woman leader or a one world government. Revelations will come true. Does the Bible say that a woman leader is going to bring about the end of times? No, it doesn't. But it does say somewhere in there that, uh, like, and I don't know if it's Old Testament, it does say, like, a woman should not be, like, head of a church or head of a country or anything like that. But you also got to look at, because I brought it up one time to a preacher, because I asked him about, like, why do you have to pay your government to get married? You got to, you know, have a marriage license and all that. Why do you have to pay your government to to hunt and to fish? I said, you know, they didn't have any of that when the Bible was written. It just man and woman joined together, their husband and wife. Or you needed something to eat, you went out and killed it. And he says, because the Bible also says, obey the land, the law of the land. So... He, the way he explained it, that's so open to interpretation, that, which is great. But what if your laws are asinine? You know, what if it tells you to worship Satan? But it's a law, so you have to do it because the Bible says obey the law of the land. Real catch-22. Yes. So I guess if you went to a um, theocracy, you know, any of these countries, like, I assume, I think, What's one, you know, that has a, a national religion? Um, Look at any of the Middle East. Right. Islam. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. So if you were to go to, to one of those countries and the law is you have to worship Allah, 
you have to follow the Quran. A Christian wouldn't be able to literally live there because they can't at the same time follow the law of the land well, and right. worship if you don't, Christ. If you don't have the means to leave, what do you do? Well, you have to follow the law of the land. Which goes against what you believe. But you believe that you should follow the law of the land. <laughs> yeah, I can just see brains exploding. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, we're here to make you think. Uh, that's why I think it's you cannot follow everything in the Bible simultaneously, which is why you have to pick and choose. And I think it's interesting to see which ones people pick and choose. Because the ones that you decide to follow says a lot about your values. Oh, absolutely. I think the Ten Commandments are great. I think that's a good set of laws. Aren't like six of them about worship the right God, though? Well, like, don't have false idols. Yeah. So I think there's some good ones in there that are we've adopted into our current laws. But there's also a lot that are like, I don't, I'm really, I really don't want you guys looking at any other gods. <laughs> well, the same thing a wife would tell you. Yeah, so the First Amendment, I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt not have any gods before me. Like, that's number one. The most right. important one is that you don't worship any other gods. <clears throat> and I mess up on number two a lot. You shouldn't take the name of the Lord in vain. That's right. You know, in uh, in French Canada, they, the Catholic Church has a pretty uh, messed up history with that area. I don't know if you've heard anything about the Native American graves of children found in a lot of catholic churches around canada they would basically they tried to assimilate or just erase the native american culture by kidnapping their kids putting them in school cutting off their hair and trying to make them good christians or whatever so uh their curse words now have are have to do with the catholic church and you say things that are related to the the instruments or ornaments used in the ceremonies of the Catholic Church, like a tabernacle. Tabernacle is some item. I don't know what the hell, what that is. But in French Canada, you say tabernacle if you're just like, fuck. Like, <laughs> and so, I'm going to start using that. Or calice is like chalice, the chalice that they use. You can mm -hmm. say calice, and that's like, son of a bitch. You know, okay. you just say these church terms. And it's funny that, you know, here we say, yeah, we take the name in vain from time to time, but they're literally curse words up there are church related. Oh, nice. Uh, now, now, yeah, remember to keep holy the Lord's day. What day is that? Yeah. Sundown uh -huh. on Friday evening and lasts until sundown on Saturday. So it's supposed to be Saturday. Well, yeah, I, I'm assuming they're talking about <clears throat> the Sabbath, which a lot of people have as Sunday, but that's really Saturday. Mm -hmm. But uh, the world's definitely gone away from that. I mean, I remember a time when everything was closed on Sundays. Mm -hmm. Not anymore. I think uh, the next few, actually, probably the rest of them are good ones. Honor thy mother and thy father. Unless mm -hmm. it's shitty. Yeah, to a certain extent. Thou shalt not kill unless it's in self-defense. And here we have the first one that's actually a law in the United States. Thou shalt not kill. Right. And if you're the Mel the Melendez brothers, the one above it goes with that too. Yeah, they they didn't honor their parents. Um, uh, and I mean, what's funny is we see ourselves as uh, we have the death penalty in this country. We literally say, "Oh yeah, we we like to follow the 
the Ten Commandments. Well, and the same and, people who want to follow the Ten Commandments are some of the most ardent death penalty supporters, I feel like. Well, it goes both ways. Actually, there are a lot of Christians who are very anti-death penalty. I was watching this, and I think it was on Netflix. I was watching it the other day. It's a little documentary off of the only nonfiction book that John Grisham wrote. And they were talking to him about it. And it's about this murder in uh, Oklahoma. And he was like, if I would have wrote this, and he said, I could pass it off as fiction because there's no way anybody would believe this whole story. But they had a priest on there, like a preacher, a Southern Baptist preacher. And that's what he was talking. He was talking about the death penalty. He said, you know, the Bible says thou shall not kill. I don't care. He said, it also says an eye for an eye. He said, but I don't, I don't believe in that because if if you kill somebody because they killed somebody, you're still committing murder and he's Mm -hmm. not wrong. And and I never thought about it that way because I was always like, I guess indifferent, indifferent on it because I never really thought about it too much. The thing that got me was the obvious fact that I hadn't really thought about. Growing up, I just assumed, well, you double, triple, quadruple check and make sure they did it before you kill them. But there are a but lot there of are, innocent people. Yeah, and that's where I've got to draw the line. I'm like, we are, we have, as a government, killed lots of innocent, completely innocent people mm-hmm. uh, with the death penalty, put innocent people to death. So that right there, for me, it was like, oh, this is a bad policy. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, you know, give, treat them like they did back in the old days, you know, uh, life of hard labor. Make them, give them a damn rock hammer, make them go chisel through rock. Well, this could, a day. I mean, we, we could have a criminal justice reform episode at some point, but what is the purpose of our criminal justice system? Is it to punish them or is it to reform them well i think it depends on who you ask that question to i think to the everyday citizen it's to punish them i think a politician will say it's to reform them which i don't understand because if the crime's serious enough if it's a felony they can't vote for you anyway so why are you trying to win their vote over well democrats are trying to get the right to vote back for felons who have served their time You haven't lost your rights as a citizen. I think you deserve to be able to still vote. And it's not like all the felons are uniting together to <laughs> move to one district and actually sway an election. I know you're right, but I also think it, I, th- I think they're going to have to come up with a system because there, there's a lot of them once they go in and then they come out. Just because they don't get caught again doesn't mean they're not doing illegal stuff. I think there should be have some kind of program to prove that they're reformed. I mean, just because you haven't been caught the first time doesn't mean you're not doing illegal stuff and never got put in prison to begin with. Yeah, right. To, I mean, to me, you have a certain number of rights as a U.S. citizen. And then when we convict you and put you in prison, we're taking away those rights, basically. Like, we're locking you up. You're literally, so, you're not so free. That, but then once you, you get out, once you've served your time and you're out, I think you get your rights back. So felons should be able to carry guns? It's that's an example of like, <laughs> are you very likely to commit a gun crime? I don't know. Did you commit a gun crime? Are you physically aggressively 
you know, assaulting people, you know, maybe there's a period of time where you don't get your gun back or something. And I don't know if you committed voter fraud or something, if there's another couple of years where you don't get your right to vote back or whatever, yeah. if, it's, if it's like related, related to what you're convicted for. But if you have a felony for like cocaine possession, I don't see why you can't have a firearm. Like, right, know. because well, if you look at like where I'm at, we hunt, we fish. So you have somebody that goes in, like you said, for drug possession, they get out, they can't even technically, I mean, I'm sure it's, they still do, but technically they're not even allowed to go hunting, fishing or hunting because it requires them to have a gun. On private land, I'm sure that's probably fine. No, I mean, if, but if they get pulled over from their house to the lease or whatever, and their gun's in the vehicle, mm-hmm. they're... They're going back to jail right there. Well, that's why they need a non-felon hunting buddy. Your non-felon hunting buddy takes all the rifles with him or her, and you meet up at the hunting spot, and then you're free and clear. Let's start a buddy system for hunters, for felon hunters. It's kind of like Uber. You just find somebody in your area (laughs) who's willing to transport your gun to the hunting spot. Sounds like a plan. Probably make some money off of it. All right, let's go to the next one. (laughs) I love this. You remember David Letterman's (laughs) top 10 list? Oh, it was awesome. Well, his is like a top 10 list from God. (laughs) (laughs) Number six. (laughs) Thou shall not commit adultery. Hold on, my Airbnb renters are texting me. You need to send me the link in case we do decide to come to LA that weekend. Oh, they want to have a meditation group of 10 to 12 people on my deck. You have to think about that. Usually I don't allow groups, but I'm very in favor of very quiet, silent groups that just sit together and breathe. I kind of kind of want to start a cult. I was thinking about that. Actually, I was thinking it would be fun to go to Brady and then start like a little meditation group because I feel like nobody does that there, but I feel like it spreads a lot of, it would spread, spread like a lot of happiness. (laughs) You know, I don't, I don't know if it would spread happiness or what the hell are y'all doing? Yeah. I'd be like, we're sitting, <clears throat> we're breathing. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, let's try it at goat cook off this year. All right. Um, yeah. So thou shall not kill so far is the only one that is a law in the U.S. Thou shall not commit adultery. <laughs> <laughs> it happens every day. Every day. All right, we'll move on. The second law in the U.S., thou shall not steal. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. I I agree with that one. And thou shall not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Now, lying is pretty, lying is kind of what we were talking about at the top of the show. If if Rand Paul can get taken off of YouTube for lying about masks or vaccines, I mean, you can lie to a certain extent under the law. You can't lie under oath. Then you can actually be I guess criminally worse. I don't know what they do to you if you lie under oath. Uh, I don't. I don't know what is the the penalty for committing perjury. I, I think eventually you'd serve some jail time. Okay. And the I last think, two. I think that's what happened with um, some of those, like when they're getting not to bring it back to Trump again. <laughs> <laughs> but some of those guys were lying under oath, and that's what they serve some time for. Um, anyway. Thou, thou shalt not, not covet thy neighbor's wife. Well, that goes back to, I feel like he's repeating himself a little bit. That goes back to number six a little bit. I agree. No, no adultery. Well, 
Yes, because it does say something in there that if, if like, say, I look at my friend's wife in lust, morally and mentally, I've already committed adultery with her. So, yes, that does go back to the same thing. Yeah. I don't see how you can have a human brain and not look at other people and still just like find them, find them attractive or anything like that. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure people look at me every day and like, how the hell did he even get anybody? You thought I was going to go the other way with that one. No, I didn't know where you were going to go. You keep the unpredictable <laughs> element of this show alive. Well, my mama named me Carl. Why is that? Just watching name Carl. Cause it's unpredictable. Yes. We'll go with that answer. <laughs> and then, I mean, the, what what is the most likely name that Carla is going to give? Well, to a son? I, don't, I don't know if we talked about this the other day or if we've talked about this at all. But uh, a few months ago, she did tell me what my grandmother wanted her to name me, and quite frankly, I'm a little pissed off that I didn't get this name. Uh oh! It was after my grandmother's grandpa, which his name was Delbert. And a doctor whose name was Horny. So my grandmother wanted her, my mother to name me Horny Delbert. Horny Delbert? I like, that would have been awesome. Uh, yeah, if you made it through high school, I think at this age, we would really be appreciating it and laughing about it. You probably. I would have pulled it off. I think we would have called you Dell. Or HD. <laughs> and way before High Definition came out, we wouldn't have had all the jokes that we have now. Right. That would have been awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm a little pissed off that I didn't get that name. I'm sorry for you. I was almost, they were considering Daniel, but then they said Daniel Randall is going to be, that's ridiculous. Scott fits it. Scott fits you. All right, good. I hate my name. I think Carl fits you pretty well. You're good, Carl. With a K. Mm-hmm. Oh, if, if they found this podcast and if they're still listening, they know the story. They know it's with a K. That's they right. They know both of our names. All right, number 10, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. I feel like that's another one that I it seems impossible for a human brain to not want other things, other people's things, or not at least be jealous of them. I think it... Envy? I, and I, I, yeah, and I think with both of them, and I agree with you, it's hard to not be jealous, but I think it depends on the extent of the jealousness that you have towards it. Like uh, all these things, I think it's like... Their healthy suggestions don't do too much of this, you know, right? Like, don't obsess over your neighbor's wife, obviously, or what your neighbor has. Don't lie too much. Well, <laughs> don't, you look, don't kill too many people, right? And I'm looking, I don't know where you were getting these off of. I just googled it and clicked on a list and uh. Right under the, the Ten Commandments, it says the Quran does not list the Ten Commandments explicitly, but their substance appears in various places. And then below that, it says the five pillars of Islam. And what, is, and what are those? Number one, number one is declaring that there is only one God, Allah, and that Muhammad is his messenger. So I so guess that would go as God and Jesus. Well, that's number one. That's a Ten Commandment number one. Praying five times a day. Oh, See, the commandments didn't have anything about prayer. I'm surprised. Nope. This one I like, given to charity. There wasn't one of those in the Ten Commandments, was there? Nope. nope. Making a pilgrimage to Mecca at least once during your life. I don't right. know where Mecca's at. But That's in Jerusalem, I believe. 
Well, I would love to go to Jerusalem. That's the Holy Land for like two or three religions. Yes. And this last one, sorry, I cannot do it, but fasting during the month of Ramadan every year. I can't fast for a day, much less a month. They don't fast for a whole month. They fast for, I think it's a day. Let's see. How I can do it. Well, let's see. I don't think I can do a day. Not do without you drugs. Fast for Ramadan. Oh, okay. This says 30 days. That's ridiculous. Yes. Screw that. All oh oh oh. All Muslims are required to abstain from food and drink from dawn to dusk for 30 days. So at dusk you can eat, sleep, wake up the next morning. At dawn you can't eat again. Okay, well, I'm gonna need a lot of drugs during the daytime to prevent me from being hungry or thirsty. You know, drugs are eating. You're consuming something. Not if you're snorting them. Oh, you're right. It can't go through the mouth. That's right. Can you snort some pasta? Sure, if you grind it up, small and fine enough, you can. That's I'll get back to you on that one. That is that is commitment, though. I got to say. Oh, absolutely. Then it goes on to talking about the afterlife of, the, of these three and then the last judgment. Mm. So it says now, do, they also, do they also believe that a woman in charge is going to bring, her up, bring about the end times? Well, it doesn't get into specifics, but, and I, I don't, again, I don't necessarily remember if that's exactly what it says. I just know that they're not supposed to be like leaders. I don't know. Well, it's we all a, know that that would be ridiculous. You know, I think that's exactly why Hillary didn't get elected. <laughs> it, it, when, it, when something is that close, every reason is a correct reason. Absolutely. So, yeah, if she was male, probably she would have been elected. Yep. I mean, but really, you're right. The only reason she didn't is because she has boobs. And I think, honestly, nobody wanted Bill back in that office. (laughs) I do think he, yeah. Bill has a lot of baggage. Uh, Kept the the economy humming along and ran the the last time that we were out of a deficit and had a surplus. Um, But yeah, I think. I think he was a great president, other he's, than his decisions, like his sexual activities. But yeah, he's one of those where all the problems with him were with his personal life. Right. Um, hey, you can't be perfect. Well, no. I mean, if he wants to have a little extracurricular activity in the Oval Office, your numbers are good, buddy. Go ahead. You deserve it. And that's what got him a second term. Mm-hmm. And Arguably, Al Gore should not have distanced himself from Bill Clinton when he was running for president and should have really embraced him. Uh, that was one of those mistakes that people look back on. Even though now we look at Bill Clinton and we say, yeah, yeah, let's keep that guy at arm's length. Don't invite him to any more parties. <laughs> but at that time know. in 2000. I, I, think, I think Bill would be fun to party with. Yeah. And again, he does like a lot of good stuff too with their charity work. And I mean, they're doing a lot of. I think they're inoculating polio and stuff. And I don't know what the Clinton Health Foundation or whatever their charity does, but they do good work too. But yeah, he, uh, he was a little forward with some women that didn't want it. And that's absolutely, that's not, well, but then that kind of goes back to my, did they, because why did you wait until he was running for office for Jennifer flowers to come out? Why did, what was the other one? The Davis or Paula Davis? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like just the, the timing of these, these women that come out. Well, if the, you have such a problem with it, come out immediately. Um, 
And this is a situation where coming out with a story like that is difficult, especially when it's about a powerful person. Your life is going to go from normal to real shitty real fast. Mm -hmm. So I I think that sometimes they will wait until it actually seems pretty important or that they'll actually be taken seriously, which is why sometimes you'll see one person come out and then a bunch of other people come out. Because if one person kind of breaks the glass, then the other people say, okay, yeah, no, that happened to me too. And at least now I I didn't want to be the first one or I didn't want to be the only one. No, and I get that, but I don't know. I'm just thinking of my mentality. I I wouldn't wait. I mean, I would just, you know, you touch my pee-pee. I'm telling everybody about it right now. Because what if if it wasn't that obvious? What if it's just like, oh, I didn't mean to accidentally kind of, yeah, don't take that the wrong way. Well, it depends on what it was. If you're just walking by somebody and you accidentally, like I walk by a female, you know, your arm swing when you're walking, you on the back swing, you hit her butt. That's not sexual harassment. Yeah, you get into really technical details. 21 minutes. Oh, we're on a time limit. All right. Well, we're going to try to wrap things up here because Carl's on a time limit. But this is the longest show we've done in a while. Oh, I don't even know how long it's been. A little over. It doesn't tell us on here. Where's my watch? Well, it's 730, 740 now. Texas time. Thank you. All right. Well, we've covered a lot of ground. And uh, I do think that when people come out with allegations, it's kind of, it's such a personal thing. And it's such based on the specific situation, the specific person. And I really think. Well, and I think, I, I think a lot of it, too, is, is kind of like you touched on it with I don't want to be the first one. A lot of these women don't feel like they're going to be believed. And you look at a lot of these situations with powerful people, whether it's politicians or athletes or everybody just kind of throws them under the bus. No, that didn't happen. You're lying. You're just wanting kind of like basically saying you're just looking for the fame. You're looking for the money. And, you know, I said that earlier, but when you wait 20 to 25 years to say something, I tend to believe that more versus, you know, Hey, I went out with so-and-so last night and she touched my pee-pee and it was unwanted. I think it could happen either way. Last night, very, you know, very close to when it happened. Um, but either way, I think that there are ways to investigate these things. Uh, oh, I agree. Find out, find out hey, were you even in the same place as they were at this time? You know, what are, your Dodgers are going through it right now. How do you remember the event? Um, and how do you remember the event again? How much is your story changing? Well, and, and right. And like I, when I just said your daughter is going through it, what's his name? Y'all's picture of the Bauer? Just Bauer. I think we're done so, with Bauer. I heard that. Well, seemed- but here's my thing on it. So I kind of read up on it a while back. He had a relationship with this woman. She had consensual sex with him. With him. But during the consensual sex, he did some things that she didn't like. So now they're trying to get him on sexual assault. All you got to do is say, hey, I don't like this. Let's try something different. Apparently he choked her. Oh, I, granted, okay, yes, he did apparently hit her or something. I don't know. But but what brought it forward was the choking. A lot of people like to be choked during sex. I find it exhilarating. 
I think uh, that's why safe words are involved. Right. Kumquat. That's my safe word. Uh-oh. I don't think you're supposed to share your safe word. Well, yes, because if I'm getting raped and I hear in my my attacker hears me say kumquat, they're going to stop because they know what my safe word is. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, did this show just take a time. <laughs> I'm reading up. I'm looking up Trevor Bauer. Uh, yeah, I think that's a you can always say no, even during the act. And sometimes people think if you say yes at the beginning, that's a yes for the for the remainder of the evening to whatever happens. And uh, consent, well, no. consent needs to be uh, upfront and continuous. And I agree. Yeah. I mean, you they could say yes. You could get into the process. And then halfway through, they say, stop. I'm a firm believer that if I'm told to stop, I'm going to stop. I'm not yeah. going to keep going for my own gratification. I can go do that myself. But at the same time, I'm not willing, and this is just me, I'm not willing to, to me, that's taken advantage of. And to me, if they say stop, even if you're already, they've consented and you're already in the process, and they say stop, stop, or yes, that is assault. That's right. Yep. And in this case, I think she was unconscious for some of it. So that's kind of hard to give your consent in that case. If you're going to you're going to do something while they're unconscious, you need to literally have a little signed document that says he's going to put me unconscious and I'm OK with that. Oh, well, I've read stories like with Justin Bieber and, you know, people love to make fun of him. I think he's smart on this. He makes them sign a consent form and a non-disclosure form. Like, that's the way it's going to be. You know, this is your consent. You signed it. You will not talk about it afterwards. Like, you know, that's actually pretty smart. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to not to say you're not going to disclose something that hasn't happened yet. You well, know, like I, I won't talk about it if everything goes fine. But honestly, if I sign this and then you start smacking me around. I am going to talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> well, hey, and I'd put that down there in the little quotations. Yeah, I get, my lawyer has some amendments he'd like to add to your contract, <laughs> Mr. Beaver. Right. All right, well, we should probably wrap this up. Uh, yes, we've had sure. a lot of fun today with um, some very heavy, heavy topics. And this, is, this has been one of the more fun shows I think we've done. Well, if we're ranking fun shows, let's ask our audience to send in their opinion of our funnest shows, top to bottom. Follow, follow us on Twitter. Uh, I looked at our Twitter account. It leans pretty far to the right. Um, maybe Carl no. Carl can be on Twitter, and then Scott can be on Twitter, and then we can just share things back and forth. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've retweeted both sides. <laughs> All right, I'll take another look then. But but we do follow a lot of Texas high school football on our Twitter page. Yeah, people would be very confused about the subject matter of our show. Probably have more listeners. Maybe. Let's talk about football next week. Okay. Again. Yeah. All right, everybody. We've missed you. We're glad to, to be back. And uh, we'll see you again next time. Next week. We're, we're going to get back to a week to week. If you say so.